It is the Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, joined by Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach. And, uh, Steve, this has really been a, a great run for you guys. Um, I was trying to update my notes here. It, it's like since that uh, TCU series, it's I think it's 16-4 and four over the past 20 games. I mean, you guys have been on a roll, had some weather knock you out. Uh, last night, but I want to go back to the uh, I want to go back to that uh, Kansas State series. I mean that that was uh, uh, that was interesting. Even before the crazy seventeen run inning, you guys were compromised and had some players out with COVID protocols, and it had to be you had to wonder what you were going to get. Uh, seemed like everybody really stepped up even in that game you lost you had some really good starting pitching what what did that what did you learn about your team in that series well I'll tell you what this whole year has been a pretty impressive uh vision of what our guys are capable of doing uh during a, a pretty chaotic time um I know things are starting to get back to normal in Texas and everybody is kind of resuming their lives as they were, but, you know, we still have certain protocols that we have in place. And uh, I think our guys are used to the chaos, which is kind of interesting to say. Uh, but I think they're they're prepared for it. Um, we prepared them, I think, pretty well for it. When, you know, an opportunity comes up where we might lose some guys just because of testing and contact tracing, uh, other guys step in and they know their roles and they know what they're supposed to do. And, and it played out really well that way. Um, really proud of how our guys reacted. They didn't overreact. They weren't panicking. Uh, they just went out there and played. And I think a bigger thing was that, you know, we had 10 days off from our last competition uh, going into into the weekend against Kansas State. So for me, that was almost a bigger concern just because of the, the lack of timing, the lack of competition, the lack of ability to go out there and find a rhythm. Uh, but our guys stepped in on on Friday and started playing really well. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been impressive to watch. Now, I, 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 this was a record breaking day, you know, the in the uh, in the in the game that uh, you really needed to get after uh, losing that second game. You end up seeing seventeen runs cross into fifth inning. Steve, you've seen a lot um, at all levels of baseball, and I, I even remembered a, a Rangers game. I think one time they beat Baltimore, and they might have scored thirty runs, but seventeen. In one inning, I mean, were you, at some point, were you just almost amused over there? Was it almost kind of comical? Um, that that's a that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty wild inning, I would say. <laughs> no, it definitely is, and and I've been associated on both ends. Um, I think was well, last year, two years ago, we opened up the year with Nebraska, and we gave up eleven runs without recording an out. So I've been on the receiving end of that as well. Um, I had a game when I was at Pepperdine where. We beat Tulane 30-22. to 22. Uh, We had 40-mile-an-hour Santa Ana winds blowing uh, straight out, so that made it a really interesting day. Uh, but, you know, yeah, the, the game on, on Sunday was something that I haven't really seen. And, you know, what was interesting is uh, my big thing was just focusing on our guys to not give away at-bats. And I kept talking to them about it. I said, hey, we, we got to go up there, keep your focus. Uh, make sure you have a quality at-bat. Don't give at-bats away because once you give that one at-bat away, then you try to make up for it the next at-bat. And so I was really focusing on them. And then one of the guys came up and, and someone asked me, like, how many times have you hit this inning? 
and it didn't really cross my mind just because I was kind of really focusing on our guys and then trying to make sure we were doing the right thing. And go, yeah, this will be my third at bat this inning. And I kind of looked, and I'm like, holy smokes, that's a lot of at bats in one inning. And that's when I started to realize, like, man, we've we've scored a lot of runs this inning, and there's been a lot of hits. And um, and I'll be honest, I was actually shocked because the quality of the pitching that we were facing was something I was just like, man, we we need to score more than one or two. And that was like my, you know, I kept telling telling our guys that we need to, we need to kind of you know get like an inning where there's three or four or even a little bit more. Like we need one of those innings to kind of to kind of to kind of push it away. And uh, and then next, you know, we put 17 up, so that 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 did the job. Is there anything you can do as a coach in college baseball to like <laughs> sort of pull the dogs off? Like at some point, do you start thinking about subbing some? Uh, I mean, when you when you're just kind of annihilating teams like a uh, team like that, do you? Is there anything you can kind of do? Like, all right, let's get some of these frontline hitters out of the lineup. What do you? What is the protocol in something like that? Well, when you start to I mean, typically when you start to pull away or someone's pulling away from you, you want to get some other guys some possible at-bats that, you know, typically they may not get. And so you're you're trying to reward those guys who are working hard and, and give them opportunities to go out there. And like I tell our guys, like, I'm always looking for quality at-bats. doesn't mean you're going to get a hit. doesn't mean you're going to have success. But there's a lot of different varieties of a quality at-bat. And so every time you get an opportunity to do that, um, you know, that, that kind of registers in my mind that I might be able to utilize you in some capacity in, in a different role. And so that was the thing is we wanted to get some guys, some at-bats that uh, typically wouldn't. And, uh, you know, you, you start to turn the lineup over and, and get some guys playing defense and stuff like that. Well, I, I tell you, it's been a uh, it's been a fascinating season. You guys have been known, and talking to Steve Rodriguez, Baylor baseball coach, ESPN Central Texas, uh, Matt Mosley with Stephen Simcox, you you have been known to finish really, really strong. In fact, I remember that one season you had an unbelievable amount of games in a row. It, it, with this team in particular, though, Steve, is it? We've talked about this a little bit. It, was it just you just had some really young guys that were going to have to grow up in a hurry, and fortunately, they they have grown up. I mean, some of those guys were actually hitting early. Uh, it's just I I'm just wondering when you kind of try to piece together. Okay, why were why were we why were we able just to flip the switch and turn this thing on? Now you guys are one of the hottest teams in the country. Is it pitching first? What do you how do you kind of rank it when you think about what what you've been able to put together here? Well, I think there's a lot of things that go into that. Obviously, starting pitching has been a great staple for us. You know, they've done a really good job of maintaining consistency, maintaining their health. And, you know, we've been able to find a couple other guys who can fill in those roles, who are great role players now, uh, kind of long uh, long relief in the bullpen, who can step in as starters. And so that has great staple for us this year and we're just with their the sheer consistency that they've given us you know and offensively sometimes you know we had guys who were getting hits we had guys who were having success you know but sometimes uh, it really is just a matter of the personality of the team the flow of it the rhythm sometimes we, we move guys around the lineup to see what fits best and sometimes guys work better in different spots or they hit better in different spots and I can't explain it I just know that as a player you know, I always liked hitting, you know, either in the, in the top two or like around six or seven. Um, anywhere else, for some reason, it felt odd for me to hit in those spots. But, um, you know, everybody says, well, the only time that really matters is the first first inning. And I said, yeah, but there's there's you're hitting behind different people. You're hitting in front of different people. And so sometimes there there's a rhythm and a flow that 
it just changes. And so I think for as a coach, your job is to make sure you try to find some different roles and different slots and put guys to see how comfortable they are in that. And you, you see how it works and you see how it flows. And when, when it does work, you want to make sure that you maintain that. All right. Well, it's going to be, uh, I, I'm kind of getting excited. Of course, we all start looking forward to the, uh, the tournament and to the NCAA tournament. And you guys are being projected at certain places. I know you have to focus on the task at hand. Um, what about Andy Thomas? This, uh, I mean, this is an unbelievable run he's been on. I, I, I saw that he just got nominated uh, as a finalist for the Senior Class Award. That is That stands for Celebrating Loyalty and Achievement for Staying in School. And uh, obviously, he provides a lot of great leadership. But, uh, uh, Steve, he's just he's gone on an incredible tear for you here, and it really has emerged as, as one of the better players in this conference. No, he absolutely has. And I think every coach that we've played against has already made a comment to me about him just because, you know, he's been here for five years now. And, you know, when you're behind a first rounder like Shea Langoliers, um, who was here for three years and he's a first round pick, and then you get to come in and everybody's like, oh, those are big shoes to fill. Well, I, I think he's done a pretty good job of that. And, uh, you know, his ability to lead a team, to, to offensively make adjustments, to help a pitching staff, to work with us coaches, uh, and then obviously with the weekend he had where I think he was like eight for 11 and three home runs, 11 RBIs or something like that. I mean, it was, it was craziness, uh, the success he had this past weekend. You, do you sense that like uh, the scouts get on a guy late like that? Obviously, they know your program, and Shea and Davis have been you know high draft picks, Lofton. Um, do you see, see sometimes sort of some late bloomers like that? I mean, are, are you starting to uh, get a little buzz with a couple of your players in that regard? Uh, the funny thing about Andy is that he's been talked to several years now by scouts uh, about possibly signing. And, you know, he, he has some goals that he wants to achieve, whether it's in school or, or on the field here at Baylor. And, um, you know, he understands that he's going to have that opportunity if he wants it. But he just had some idea. I mean, he's not in a big rush. And especially just think if he did it last year, you know, he would have been sitting out the whole year just because everybody was waiting to see if there was going to be a minor league season. So I think for, for him, he, he just has some ideas about what he wants his life to look like, where he wants to go with it. Uh, but he's been talked to, scouts have talked to us about him uh, for several years. I know he's been pretty high up on a lot of different boards just with the analytics uh, that he provides. And, you know, for him, it's just going to be a matter of what he wants to do after this year. Yeah, I mean, I I was never accused of having a 4.0, and I, I think I noticed that he's in the NBA right now program, and he has the 4.0. Steve, that's pretty uh, – I don't know if you did that at Pepperdine or not, but that's pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> that was not one of my uh, strengths early on, let's put it that way. <laughs> You you finished strong. Uh, it is Steve Rodriguez, the uh, Baylor coach, uh, joining us. Matt Mosley with Stephen Simcox. Go ahead, Stephen. Coach, what's been the key for uh, Blake Hilton the last few times out? I know you've moved him around, you know, the rotation a little bit, and it really seems like he's kind of found his groove uh, against Tech and in Kansas State. Um, you know what? That's one of the things that we were talking about. Sometimes, you know, it's just a matter of feel going out there. He made a, a lot of big jumps um, during the pandemic and he got himself a lot better. And uh, just in regards to the strength um, in, in his, in his physique and stuff like that. Um, but then being able to harness it, you know, being able to take and go, okay, now I have all this new strength 
how am I able to to utilize it on, on the field? And um, he and Coach Strauss have just done a really good job of, uh, I mean, being able to shut down a a, a, T, uh, a Texas Tech offense and then being able to do it with Kansas State, who I think was third in the nation in home runs when they came in here, um, is pretty something, something pretty special. And uh, the fact that, that his work ethic has continued to be what it is is what has probably propelled him uh, to the success that he's having right now. All right, and, and big, uh, big uh, series coming up uh, in Stillwater at Oklahoma State. I don't know what the Oklahoma protocols are, uh, state of Oklahoma, but I imagine they'll pack some people in there. Uh, you know the pokes. That'll be a tough environment. Uh, that, that pitcher who's just coming off a no-hitter, Justin Campbell. Uh, Steve, what, do you, what have you been able to uh, glean about him and, and, and what he's been able to? Because he's been, he's been hot all year and has been a lot to deal with. What's, uh, what's the approach to a guy like that? You know, Justin, it's interesting. Justin Campbell and my son actually played in a tournament together. Um, I think back when they were in like Pony League or I'm trying to think way back when. He's from the Simi Valley area in California. And so we're, I'm, I'm well aware of who he is. Um, big, tall kid, can, can really throw. He's also a really good hitter. Um, but the biggest thing is like, you know, we have to kind of slow him down. Um, you know, he, he's just really talented. He can, he can mix up his pitches. He does a good job. So we just have to, to find good pitches to hit and try not to chase out of the zone. All right. Those people, they've got some good hecklers there, Steve. So let's keep everybody focused. All right. Let's not, let's <laughs> not let the, <laughs> let's not let the folks get to us. Uh, we appreciate it. And, uh, man, continued success. This is very exciting. I'm lobbying very hard for y'all to be in the top 25, at least baseball America or D one or whatever, this may be hurting your cause more than helping, but just know that I'm out here really uh, lobbying on that front. We will take every bit we can get. I appreciate it, Matt. There he goes. Steve Rodriguez, the uh, Baylor baseball coach, as they continue to sprint toward the finish. It is time now to talk to the uh, legendary voice of the Rangers. Eric Nadell is next. <laughs> 